Hey guys, it's Coach Chris here from Bratzinger Fitness. And in this week's episode of Fitness That Fits, I wanna help you answer the question of whether or not you are wasting your time with some of the most popular butt building exercises out there. Now, especially as women, there are a lot of different reasons why we might want to build our booty or strengthen our glute muscles. After all, the gluteus maximus is the largest muscle in the human body. Yet when you're dealing with an even partially sedentary job, something that a lot of us are newly experiencing in the face of COVID-19, um, not to mention the geniuses over at Netflix cranking out new binge-worthy hits left and right, when it all comes together, properly activating, let alone building those glutes, can actually become quite a challenging task. Now, it's important to recognize that exercise selection certainly does play a role in the quest for a toned, attractive backside. But I would argue that more important than the exercises you choose to include in your workouts is how you go about performing those exercises. You see, when done correctly, popular glute exercises like the bridge or deadlift can help improve your posture increase your mobility, prevent back pain, and even reduce your risk of knee or hip injury further down the road. Unfortunately, doing these very same exercises incorrectly can have the opposite effect. Your posture and mobility will start to become compromised and you increase your risk of pain and injury all while moving further away from your dream derriere. The problem is these negative consequences aren't always as immediate or obvious as we might think. And this is really what leads many beginners, even sometimes experienced exercisers, to waste their time on workouts that are doing more harm than good. Now, my goal, of course, is to keep you from falling into that same trap. So today, we're going to take a closer look at three of the most popular at-home glute building exercises that most people are already doing wrong. For each of these exercises, I'm going to explain to you guys some of the most common mistakes I see as a trainer, why we make these mistakes in the first place, and how to correct your form, stop wasting time, and start building your butt. And if you are like me, you're more of a visual learner, um, be sure to jump over to www.rotsingerfitness.com. I've got some pictures of these exercises done correctly, as well as the common mistakes. And we've got the whole video recording of this episode, so you can check that out there. But for now, let's dive right in, taking a look at our first exercise. Um, most common one that's gonna come up Anytime you're looking for exercises to target your glutes, to build your butt, you're going to see it, the glute bridge, or sometimes a more advanced version referred to as the single leg glute bridge. Now, the first most common mistake we see with this particular exercise is lifting your hips too high. If you're not familiar with the glute bridge exercise, in this exercise, we want to lay down on our back, feet flat on the ground, knees bent, and we're gonna push through the heels to lift the hips up, squeeze the glutes, and that's the basis of the exercise. But if you catch yourself making this common mistake where you're lifting your hips too high, you're starting to feel the workout more in your back than in your glutes. 
First off, let me say you probably had the best of intentions. After all, the motion of the glute bridge is to lift the hips, create that bridge. So it's almost instinctive to think that if we lift higher, we'll be working harder. We're working toward that final shape. But if that's all that we see, that final bridge shape, and we forget what we're trying to work in the first place, those glutes, we can actually shift the exercise to where we're working more of that low back, creating an arch, an overextension of the back, rather than really squeezing the glutes to maintain the lift. All right, so how can we fix this common mistake? If you already know, oh my gosh, this is me, um, what can we do to correct it? For this common mistake of lifting the hips too high, all you need to do to catch and correct those over-enthusiastic hip movements during your glute bridge exercise is take a moment, pause at the top of your bridge, and ask yourself whether or not you're feeling the exercise in the glutes. All right, that's the first thing I need you to do to identify if you have shifted that exercise to a point where it is no longer supporting your goals. If the answer is no, you're not feeling this in your glutes, I want you to start by engaging your core. So trying to pull that belly button in toward your spine just a little bit and reposition your hips to create a straight line from the knees down to the shoulders. So never want those hips to come up above the knee. Even though you're not moving as high up or as far through the repetition, you are going to really laser focus those glutes and get the most out of your workout. All right, second common mistake that tends to come up with the glute bridge exercise um, or even the single leg glute bridge variation we mentioned is pushing through your toes, not your heels. All right, if you haven't done this before, uh, feel free to, when you have a moment, if you're you know listening to this on the go, come back to it later. But when you get home, lay down and try to do a glute bridge by pushing through your toes rather than the heel of your foot. Um, if like many others today, you spend a lot of time sitting down at a desk, on the couch, in a car, otherwise, there's a good chance that your glutes may not be your strongest muscle. Basically, the more we spend time sitting on our butts, the more lazy our butts become. We can't really blame them. If they're not in use, why would they need to maintain that strength over time? So this may very well be why you're here working on them, right? Why you're trying to do these glute building exercises in the first place. In which case, my friend, kudos to you. But we have to be aware that if that glute muscle is not already our strongest, if we have other muscles nearby that are a little bit stronger, a little bit more used to putting in the work, they will instinctually try to take over. And we see this most commonly with the quadriceps, on the top of the thighs and the calf muscles on the back of the lower leg. And if you find yourself pushing through your toes rather than your heels, it's a very good chance that these are the two muscles that are trying to take over the movement. So that's why it happens. How can we fix it? All right, even if your toes are not obviously coming off the ground, pay close attention to where you feel this exercise again, and that's gonna help you identify this common mistake. But when you realize that you are not pushing through those heels or you're not quite feeling it in those glutes, I want you to counterbalance that instinct. We want to shift the intention back to our target muscles. And to do that, I want you to imagine that your heels are sinking 
down into the ground like you are trying to break through the floor with your heels and at the same time your toes are trying to shoot out through the very front of your shoe right so they're not pressing down they're shooting straight out and this may sound a little funny at first so take some time play around with that use that visual breaking down through the ground or busting your toes out through the top of your shoe but that is really going to help you pull that weight back and target those glutes more effectively all right so that was our first exercise we have two more that we're going to look at today and the next one is donkey kicks now this is a quadruped exercise meaning that we start on our hands and knees down on the ground and to do the donkey kick we basically lift up one leg behind us at a time, keeping that 90 degree bend in the knee. It's great for targeting the glutes. And unlike the bridge, we're actually targeting one side at a time. So this can be really powerful exercise for evening out any muscular imbalances. But when it comes to common mistakes, we have a few to look out for. And the very first one is lifting your leg too high. So why do we do this? Well, similar to the first mistake we looked at with glute bridges, this one is often a product of focusing on the outcome rather than the process, right? So if you see someone do a donkey kick, it looks like that's exactly what they're doing. They're lifting their leg up behind them. But the goal of the exercise itself isn't just to lift your leg as high as possible, it's to lift your leg using your glutes. And if you zoom in on just the booty, keeping the rest of your body still, you will quickly notice that your range of motion is much smaller. So you will physically not be able to lift your leg as high. But this is one of those instances where we have to remember bigger isn't always better, especially when that bigger movement means far less focus on our target muscle group. All right, so how can we fix this mistake? If you are lifting your leg as high as you can in that donkey kick, how can we rein it in? How can we target those glutes a little bit better? All right, the biggest boost of unnecessary height in a donkey kick comes from arching the back and tilting the hips forward. So I want you to really start by focusing in on those areas. Once we know this, we can correct the common mistake and start using the most are making the most of our repetitions. And we do this by again, holding our abdominals in nice and tight. So remember trying to sink the belly button in toward the spine and also actively maintaining a neutral spine. So being aware of the positioning of your chest, of your stomach, of your hips through this movement and trying to maintain everything nice and stationary with the exception of that leg. That's gonna help you focus your efforts and stop wasting your time on poor quality movement. All right, mistake number two we wanna look at for the donkey kick is um, pretty simple. It's just moving too quickly. And that might not seem like a big mistake at once. Of course, we're trying to get as much of our workouts as we can in the shortest amount of time. So we've gotta crank out those reps, right? Um, and really that's why we tend to fall into this trap. We're thinking, bigger is better, we're thinking more is better, we're thinking quicker is better, and that this will be the best way to tire out our glutes. But it's not necessarily true that quicker movements are gonna equal a shorter workout and faster results all at once. All right, the truth is your butt does not give two hoots 
how many times you lift your leg up in the air. All that muscle knows is how much time it is spending, it spends working, it spends activating, it spends holding that tension, All right? So how can we reverse this? How can we get more muscle tension to get better results without necessarily increasing the time of our workouts or moving too quickly to them? How do we find that middle ground? All right, so first we have to understand that speed isn't the key to intensity in this exercises. There are some exercises where you can increase your intensity by increasing your speed, but this is probably one of the worst exercises to use that strategy. Instead, we want to extend the time under tension. And to do that, we actually do need to slow down our repetitions. I know this, may, this fix may sound counterproductive at first, but before you storm off in a fit of ain't nobody got time for that, hear me out. For one, slowing down your repetitions will not only help you avoid other time-wasting mistakes because it'll make you more focused on your efforts and on your glutes, but moving slowly also helps to focus on the quality rather than the quantity. So this is when we have an opportunity to actually build mind-muscle connection and create more internal resistance. And again, it's that resistance, it's that tension that we hold in the glutes that's really going to lead to results over time. So shifting that focus to shift your reps. All right. Next exercise, our third one, um, final exercise that we're gonna look at today is the single leg deadlift. Um, this is very similar to warrior three for those of you that do yoga. Um, another common name for it is a liftoff exercise. This is a balancing exercise typically where we're gonna have one leg nice and straight is our supporting working leg. The other leg's gonna lift up behind us as we hinge at the hips bringing the torso parallel to the ground. All right, now I did just say that it was an exercise that involved balance, but I wanna be very clear that our most common, our number one mistake with the single leg deadlift in terms of being a butt building exercise is treating it like a balance exercise. So what do I mean here, all right? Of course, anytime we move from two legs to one, we are narrowing our base of support and balance is going to come into play as mentioned. And of course, balance is an important skill of fitness. When we practice balancing, we're activating all of our muscles from head to toe to help us stabilize. And that stability is something that is going to transfer over to everyday life. It's gonna improve the quality of your workouts. It's gonna improve the quality of your life. So there is a time and place for balance training. However, the problem comes when we try to train balance and build our glutes at the same time. See, these are two very different training goals. So when we try to accomplish both the very same exercise, we're gonna get a little bit of each, but not a whole lot of either. And that's where we can really start to waste our time if we're treating this like a balance exercise, but incorporating it in our glute building routines. So how can we fix this? How can we get focused? with our single leg deadlift. First off, feel free to keep the standard single leg deadlift in your exercise arsenal for balance training. But when it comes to building your butt, I'm gonna recommend switching to a kickstand deadlift until you've built up some one-legged confidence. See, this variation, the kickstand deadlift, allows you to keep the toes of your non-working leg 
that would typically be up in the air for standard single leg deadlift, we're gonna keep those toes on the ground for balance while still requiring our straight working leg to do, well, the work. So you're getting a little bit more focus on the glute building. You're able to move a little bit more smoothly through the exercise. Ultimately, we end up wasting less time and getting better results in your butt. All right, mistake number two for this one is bending from your back, not from your waist. All right, so I really want you to picture this one. What is it going to look like if you bend, if you're trying to reach something down on the ground and you use your back to get there versus if you bend at your hips, if you hinge right at your hip bone. All right, bending down is a very familiar movement pattern for all of us. Whether you are bending down to tie your shoe, to pick up your dog, whatever it may be, you will likely dive right into this motion without really thinking about how you're going to get there, right? You do this all the time and it would be exhausting if every time you lean down to pick something up, you had to stop and think about what muscles you were going to use or how you're going to do it. But then when we step into an exercise like a deadlift, where the name clearly implies the action of lifting dead weight off the ground, we fall into that same pattern. We let the instinct take over. And for some people, this is going to mean naturally bending from your back rather than your waist. So that's how we can kind of fall into this pattern. Um, but how can we correct it, right? By now you've probably noticed a common a common theme with all of the mistakes that we've covered so far. And this happens when the back takes over for work the butt should be doing. This exercise is no different. So when we want to correct our deadlift form, start saving some time and protecting that over eager back, I want you to focus on maintaining a nice tall neutral spine and initiating that movement by pushing your hips back while keeping that spine tall. And it can be really helpful to put your hands um, right on the front of your hips as you lean over. You kind of feel that your hands being squeezed as your torso comes down toward your legs. Um, but that's the action we want to initiate this exercise in and create that pattern in our mind of this is how we bend down. All right, so those are three of the most common um, or the most popular glute building exercises and some of the common mistakes that people make every single day trying to execute them. But before you guys go today, I wanna to talk about one more, I'm calling this the big bonus mistake. And this final mistake is probably the most common, I mean, most certainly the most capable of wasting your time as you try to build your glutes but it doesn't refer to any one specific exercise. It's really more about how we, especially as women, are taught to train our glutes. See, there is a prevailing myth in the fitness industry that women should focus on low resistance and high repetitions to sculpt a toned or lean appearance. I hope you guys can hear the air quotes on that one, all right? Because when we allow this myth or this way of thinking to monopolize our training, it's gonna go one of two ways. Option number one is your workouts will progressively get longer and longer as you pile in more and more repetitions trying to chase after your desired results. If we're not increasing the weight, if we're not increasing the intensity, the only thing we have left to increase is the number of repetitions. 
and that can make for some very long workouts, right? Or there's a second option. And this is probably the more common. Um, you won't have time to keep stretching out your workouts. Eventually, you're gonna hit that wall. And this is all the time I have to spend on my exercise, on building my butt. You're gonna hit that wall and your workouts will be forced to stay exactly where they are. Now your body, no longer challenged by the same old workout, will also be stuck right where it is. So obviously neither one of these scenarios is ideal. And either way, our fitness goals are going to remain out of reach. So how can we fix this big mistake? How can we refocus our training to workouts that truly do build our butt, right? Back to what we originally wanted here. Simply put, we need to choose forms or loads that challenge us. I'm gonna tell you right now that there is no magic number of repetitions or different styles of building muscles. If you want to appear more toned, if you want to become more lean, you have to either build up your muscles so they are more clearly visible or decrease your body fat covering those muscles so the existing muscles are again more visible or finally a combination of those two approaches. But there's no magic fourth option, right? It's not that we're going to get bulky if we train one way, we're gonna to get toned if we train another. It's as simple as build muscle, burn fat, or combine the two. And ultimately, in order to stimulate the kind of change in your body, you have to challenge it. That's what it's gonna come back to time and time again. When we push ourselves through an exercise or workout that, while not necessarily backbreaking, but has some difficulties, we're sending a message to our body that says, hey, I'm gonna be doing some tough stuff and I need you to keep up. And the body hears that message and it will adapt, it will rise to the challenge, it will become more efficient. And that's when we truly see change in how our body looks, moves, and feels. So more than anything, I hope today you take away from this episode the idea that we need to stop wasting time with the same old exercises. Once you have mastered the form of a glute bridge, a donkey kick, and a single leg deadlift, and are consistently avoiding the common mistakes we previously discussed, don't be afraid to step it up a notch. Challenge your muscles and build your booty. All right, and if you need more resources or you're not sure how to get started, where to go next, you can join us in the Ratzinger Fit Fam. It's our online community that supports you through all aspects of your fitness journey. We help you with the workouts, we help you with the nutrition, even the mindset work, and all the way through it, you have your very own coach in your corner and a fantastic community of supporters around you. So learn more, head over to www.ratzingerfitness.com now. Click on online coaching fit fam to get connected, get in, and kickstart your fitness journey today. Thank you guys for hanging out with me, and I will see you next week on another episode of Fitness That Fits. Until then, get out there and get moving.